Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is the second and most controversial entry into (laughs) our finale series. Today we are discussing the counterclock incident from Star Trek the Animated Series. (laughs) I think that this is not, this is the second most, Ashlyn. We have not gotten Enterprise yet. (laughs) Okay, okay. I will just say controversial, meaning should it be counted as a canon event? I think is. <laughs> oh, oh, but actually, actually, when I think about Enterprise, maybe there, yeah, maybe that also is number one <laughs> for most yeah. controversial. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. From all angles. But here we are. Ashlyn has forgotten about this twice. <laughs> now we're counting in at two times. One was during the pod last week where I said, <laughs> we're recording. TAS next week and Ashlyn's like what? <laughs> and then the second time was a couple days ago when I texted Ashlyn being like, hey, reminder, TAS this week, because I was listening to the editing the part where she forgot the first time. And then she texted me back, I was literally about to watch um, All Good Things. All good things. <laughs> yeah. I was I was choked. I was gagged. I was like, Ashlyn, what? Like twice in a row it was cracking me up so i go through your thought process ashlyn <laughs> go through my <laughs> my fucking forgetfulness um <laughs> tell us why you forgot about tas <laughs> well okay part of it is because sometimes we've been inconsistent on the pod when we talk about the animated series True. because it is inconsistent and also mm-hmm. we forget about it like me yes. And so after, like, we should be putting TAS episodes after the original series, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they're so bizarre and they don't really match, but they kind of do. We put them at the end of the entire series. Yeah, or engineering, we did it third, I think you know and like because we forgot about it and then we freaked out (laughs) and then for spooky we combined tas and lower decks so it's completely understandable ashlyn we tas is kind of like we sometimes do it we sometimes can't cover it sometimes we have one episode to talk about total like today but this is normal for the series but when it's a spooky series you know if we have one episode of tas to talk about might as well combine it with lower decks so Ashlyn, thank you for talking about that because <laughs> it's just interesting. Like, I think that's the only place that we're not consistent, you know, in releasing an order. <laughs> yeah, it really, it's fluid. As yeah. the show is, though, like you said, I mean, season two has what, four episodes? Three? Like, six or something? Yeah. I'm not talking about a show that is also staying consistent in like releasing or, <laughs> or plot or anything. Or <laughs> yeah. Characterization. <laughs> But Ashlyn, this is so exciting to be here because it's still a finale. It's still the end of the animated series, which is, of course, its own show. So it's very exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad we are going in this order because I think it's nice to have a real funny, lighthearted discussion like I think we're going to have today. (laughs) Um, Just already like testing the vibe. And I think for the rest of the finales, it's going to be hard to watch (laughs) yeah and sad and we're gonna be tapping into like a lot of emotions yeah Yeah. so i am 
just thinking this is going to be a good way to pace out the series and just a great way to talk about the animated series whenever I possibly can. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ashlyn, the Counterclock Incident uh, released October 12th, 1974. So this was the sixth episode in season two. So good, good memory, Ashlyn. You want to talk a little bit more about just the finale of TAS of like behind the scenes production wise, all of that kind of stuff. You are very great with that knowledge, Ashlyn. I'm great at reading Wikipedia. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I do know things, but, yes. but like I do not have deep cut knowledge about, um, <laughs> about counterclock incident. Yeah. Yeah. And TAS. So there was no like fanfare or about the show ending it seems like i don't think a lot of people watched it <laughs> yeah but i will remind you like knowing that it was in 74 is good context because star trek is on syndication at this point so you're thinking like okay the original series is like on people can just watch star trek now and mm -hmm. also there's animated guy that kind of looks like scotty <laughs> it really <ready the laughs> yeah. transporter we should it's check this out a mustache yeah yeah so well, and our stepdad ivan did watch tas growing up so like the, if there was one fan it was ivan you know well i don't know if he watched it on purpose though i think oh, like it was just on that it was on yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was way, like huh. it, he absorbed it through osmosis <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. right exactly right something i thought was funny in 2020 apparently screen rant said this was not a bad episode but that it was somewhat goofy <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement and, and also, I, that's like a lot of tas described in, in a sentence somewhat goofy and it has a rating of 7.1 out of 10 at imbd which is pretty is there a rotten amazing. tomatoes rating for this episode I don't I don't know if they do that. I don't I don't think Rotten Tomatoes deep cut. uh sinks themselves to be that low. Um the the other thing I thought that was funny is Mark Altman and Ed Gross commented that the episode's premise works far better than it has a right to, thanks mm -hmm. to its message that the elderly have a lot to teach us and can be protective members of society. Yeah. Um they added also that the script features the same wit and intelligence that characterized the animated missions throughout its two year run. I agree with that. We'll here. So, yeah. <laughs> lol. But yeah, so okay. the reason why the show didn't continue is that, <laughs> you know, it got canceled. Yeah. So once again, TIS is suffering from networks. Paramount, hello, mm -hmm. uh, saying we do not want you. <laughs> like, familiar? Please, Paramount please get makes, out. Like, Star Trek shows? Yeah. yeah, always. That's their legacy, in fact. So yep. <laughs> good one. This is this is once more a standoff. This is not a a goodbye. All good, ter uh, all, all good, good end games. All good incidents <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, good end yeah. games. Yeah. This so is not, yeah. this is not a true finale. But I I went on Instagram and I asked everyone um, if they had ever seen this, and fifty seven percent had. Okay. seen this which is i'm pretty surprised by yeah. and 43 percent said no yeah so well, i'm just so curious glad. over half of the poll that's, have seen it that's way more than i expected oh absolutely you know i think that this is now a time if you are still listening to this animated episode without having seen the animated series i mean welcome we love you thanks for thanks for being here first of all second of all this episode's 24 minutes around there go watch it on paramount right now because it's it's really fun to experience the animated series if you haven't seen it before, you know, like, especially out of context, because you can, you can watch basically any episode of the animated series on its own 
and then just like go to bed and laugh you know like it's it's easy so go do that before you, you listen to this if you want of course you don't and need to like you don't need to we'll still but... be here providing some context when we can in my head if i think of like the top five animated series episodes i would recommend this is in that list yeah for sure yeah. so you're Agreed. seeing the height this is this is straight up coherent like <laughs> This episode makes sense to me, which is yeah, almost an anomaly in and of yes, itself. So we're, we're so happy to be here. And Ashlyn, we also need someone else to help us make sense of the madness. So let's grab our action figures. Ashlyn is going to pick from her <laughs> a little shelf as usual, and I'm going to provide the ASMR. That was a smooth crossing. I... Yeah. No, no one no fell over. over. <laughs> yeah. No action knocked over. Do you ever switch their places or are you starting no. to get a good idea where people are? I well, I wondering how I it could be. <laughs> it's, it could be rigged, but I organize them by TOS at the top, TNG, DSI mm -hmm. in the middle, mm -hmm. and then others. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. So I have kind of an idea, but I try to just forget that one of yeah, what I'm yeah, picking. Yeah, like, I was providing some action figure ASMR while you were gone. So now we are back and I have chosen. <laughs> we're caught up. Chosen. <laughs> Ashlyn, would you like to tell us who you chose today? Oh, that was awful. <laughs> Kirk with a head cold. <laughs> oh my God. That was so embarrassing. I'm like a singer, like I'm trained to produce sounds and I, the sound I produced was not it. I sounded, you, you know how in 2020 they like replicated what the mummies like vocal cords sound like? That, that was it. I'm weeping, I'm weeping. Okay, Ashlyn, you have one more try. Okay. Oh, you singer lungs. Let's oh God, go. I'm nervous. <clears throat> I have to channel Kirk. Con! See, I still didn't like that, but... No, Ashley, that was incredible. You channeled That was better? Kirk. Okay. Um, I had to, I like, little, shake. You shook him, like... I'm literally... There are tears in my eyes. <laughs> that was really beautiful. Thank you. Um, thank you to this mummy who's come back to tell us Thank you story. for giving me second chances. Yeah. Um, nice. It's a TNG episode. I got to. So I'm going to put him on my <laughs> mic, and I'm wondering who you have, Rihanna. Okay, well, I'm a little scared for this person's safety because I have tiny season one Nog oh. hanging out with Khan. <laughs> so oh. he's very cute, but also he could manipulate as well as the next guy. So maybe they'd be friends. Who knows? I don't um, know about baby Nog. <laughs> he's pretty small. He's wearing like a full red like tracksuit. Right well, yeah, I don't know. Is he going on a run? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's ready to like steal something like in season one or episode one. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, yeah. Here we are. Thank you. I have to wipe the tears from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ashlyn, thank you for choosing our friends for this journey. Now it's time for the very important question of this series, which is if you were in a holodeck and you got to watch the counterclock incident with any Star Trek character, who would you watch it with and why? Okay, this is a tough one. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I am thinking I need to have a really good time when I'm watching this episode. And so, oh my God, I'm going to bring, I'm going to be very honest with you all. I'm going to bring Mariner. 
in the holodeck and we are going to take some edibles together and watch yes. this, this episode and we will be in interactive mode you're, oh you're an interactive okay so we you're in a baby are Hi, interacting babies. yes <laughs> <laughs> but like you get to see robert april like yeah. a legend you know mm -hmm. and his wife sarah in this episode you get to yeah. meet that really nice lady in the other universe so yeah, Mariner and I are going to have an absolute blast watching this, literally. So, Rihanna. This is genius. Thank this you. This is utterly genius. Thank you. That sounds like the perfect night. Ladies' Ashen, night. Yeah, girls' night. <laughs> girls' night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch the Counterclock Incident finale. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh so oh. girl-coded. Okay, Rihanna. Totally. Let's hear it. Who are you watching this episode with on the holodeck? Okay, well, I thought long and hard about this. And I thought, who didn't get to experience this but would have loved to? We're talking about Pavel Chekhov. This <gasps> is who I would have brought to watch the counterclock incident with because he missed out on a freaking hilarious time to laugh at his crewmates to be like what did i miss what is happening i think honestly it would be so funny for Chekhov and i to just go in i don't know if we'd be participants because it would just be like i think we should just watch you know cracking jokes and mm -hmm. him being like what is happening like <laughs> talking about <laughs> teenage kirk and stuff like i think it would just be absolutely brilliant especially him getting to see sulu like <laughs> his bestie you know so Chekhov is someone who i very much missed in this finale so uh was happy to think about having him on the holodeck with me. Yeah, this is a great one. And you're kind of out for revenge here. You're like, okay, I am adding <laughs> yeah. Chekhov back in the story. You're like exactly. uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda with yes. Hamilton's wife. <laughs> like, yes. you're like, with Chekhov, I'm putting him back in, in the narrative. The narrative. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I yeah. love this. I hope he feels happy with what he saw. <laughs> I, I just hope it brings him some joy because who mm -hmm. knows what he was doing in those years that he was not on TAS if we're thinking about it canonically. Um, but I just love the idea of him never hearing about this and then me taking him on the holodeck <laughs> and being like, bro, you have to see what happened to your crew. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's too good. So, That's a great yeah. answer, Rihanna. I love this redemption arc for Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ashlyn, just brilliant. I always love this question. And now I think let's go on to just talking about the animated series in general and talking about this finale. And Ashlyn, the first time we watched it together, do you remember? What do you remember? Do you remember liking it, hating it, etc.? Okay, so everyone sit down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say somehow. Yeah. So this summer was like the bonding summer of Rihanna and I's lives. And we were yeah. already like as bonded as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so and we like, possible, we had yeah. just lived together for two years. It was uh -huh. like, yeah, it was wild. Yeah. And so I had, I'm sorry to listeners who've heard this before. Um, but I was doing an opera program in Portland. Also, our friend was getting married around that area in mm -hmm. the same time. And so Rihanna and I were like, what if we just carpool? you hang out while I do my opera program and then we can go yeah. to this wedding. We drove from Colorado to Oregon and we talked about Star Trek. This is where the idea for the pod came up was during this road mm -hmm. trip. And <laughs> oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We watched motion picture and like had yes. a had a blast because the people we were staying with had huge had a huge TV. We also 
went through the animated series of Trek yes. because we had never seen it and we always watched Star Trek together. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we finished it on this trip. I'm pretty yes. sure because we started it back in Florida and then we like never continued anyway. <laughs> I don't yeah, we to... started it in like, we, start, we got through most of season one, I think. And we had like a bit of season one and then like the rest of two. Yes, which was only a couple, only six episodes. So we crushed it. And I remember crying because like yes. we had officially watched all of star trek together and like yes. that you know ending on this like wacky episode <laughs> it didn't feel like the way that turnabout intruder felt where it was like dang that was disappointing for a finale yeah. because also we're wiser now you know this yes. this was only in 2019 so we were like adult brains watching this yes exactly yeah so it was just goofy and wonderful and i definitely cried because i was like wow we've really done this whole journey oh ashlyn thank you that is such a beautiful memory. I was going to say similarly, and we were like up in this room that these lovely people we were staying with like had us up in this whole like loft area. It was beautiful. And we just like snuggled up and watched the animated series. And it is just it's so fun to sort of just like be goofy and be playful and just like not take Trek seriously all the time. You know, that's what I kind of love about the animated series is it gives you a moment of breath to be like, we're just going to watch our beloved characters do some wacky shit and that's it. You know, like there's, it's not much else to it. And I just really love that. So that was what I also took away from this. Again, agreed. I was not mad. One, because yes, we had finished all of Star Trek, which was insane. And to me already felt like, wow, that was better than the end of TOS. So <laughs> I'm already happier, you know, like that's kind of, I remember being like, oh yeah, like wacky as usual, but like I said earlier, coherent, you know, like coherent enough that we were able to enjoy it, follow the plot. And yeah, I just remember being pleased by it. And of course, I think also that just helps to be with like your favorite person because then it's like easier to enjoy anything. I always joke with Ashlyn that like, we could go with the DMV, to, and if we're together, we would have a blast, you know? <laughs> That's my favorite joke, like when we're together yeah. and I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to run to the post office. And she's like, you could go to the DMV and yeah. it would still Sometimes be fine. Sometimes I'll just be like, Ashlyn DMV. Like, yeah. That's <laughs> just like shorthand now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like we used to say, this is really random too, but we used to say, um, instead of without a shadow of a doubt, we would say without a Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and so then we would just shorten it to without a Jimmy. Um, so... If y'all don't know, Jimmy Stewart was in a Hitchcock movie called Beyond a Shadow of a Doubt. So, weird as fucking things. But that's what's so fun about our, like, relationship is we have these, like, inside jokes, built-in inside jokes. And most of them are Star Trek related. But some of them are Jimmy Stewart related, so. Only one of them. Are well, actually, <laughs> no. I think a couple. Oh, no. yeah. Mario. Lost of the moon for you, Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would say that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Lost of the moon. Oh, God. <laughs> Myron. <laughs> I just say that a lot. <laughs> Open that window there. <laughs> a wheelchair. There's a wheelchair. Open that window there. <laughs> this is now a Jimmy Stewart <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know how the editor is going to deal with this, if this is going to stay keep in it, or editor. just keep it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope you're all laughing along. I know I, I always worry that sometimes our inside jokes are too niche and too we niche. cannot build an audience because no one knows <laughs> what we're talking about. Oh, well, that's just how it is. Oh, so I, I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. <Just> helping it. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. So great circumstances, shall we say, towards this last episode. Wow. Okay, Ashlyn, <laughs> I wondered if you wouldn't mind just giving the briefest of overviews for this. Oh, I would absolutely love to. Great. The amount of times I paused this episode to write down <laughs> the dialogue, like, again, the animated series is notorious for packing in like a paragraph of very important information in the first minute and mm -hmm. and in the end <laughs> the My enterprise engine is also like gearing up even more so <laughs> she's like Arr. yeah rihanna's computer My computer yeah so the enterprise is headed to babel not Babel, as you <laughs> as you thought. <laughs> oh my god, what was Shatner on this week? This, he said Babel every single time. He was like, we, mo we might not make it to Babel. Oh. And I'm like, you... You, went on you the were in... To you, yeah, you literally met Spock's parents like on the journey to Babel. Come on, I think son. that Shatner was on a different drug every week of the animated series. So like... Shatner does not remember making Journey to Paradise no. Syndrome. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I saw Ashlyn's brain leave her body <laughs> the moment she said that. <laughs> what? Are happened? you okay? Like, what happened like, to me? What happened okay. to me? <laughs> like, I I cannot explain what occurred. Um, I think that I means do not there's, recall. there's too much Star Trek in my brain. I yeah, think you it's... literally just short circuited Star Trek. <laughs> Journey to Paradise Syndrome. <laughs> the world is hollow. <laughs> And maybe, I have touched Friday's child. <laughs> maybe I've an, I'm an android and I'm being yeah. like logic out of my memory function. Oh, so I'm about okay. to just like collapse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well see. after that disturbing moment. So by the way, yeah, they're on their journey to Babel and <laughs> there are ambassadors, not from some of the Federation planets, from all of the federation <laughs> planets oh, I didn't this, catch that. <laughs> this is the event of the century <laughs> this Ashley is would write a fic about this party i <laughs> literally resonated so hard with this setup because wow they're on their way to a party <laughs> they're gonna be oh my gosh this is a gold Juicy. mine yeah yeah gold mine of opportunity and it's like a ambassador convention like <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of ambassadors oh, like God. hope there's not too many bad roles there oh you know there are <laughs> so many, yeah. <laughs> but okay <laughs> this is all to honor Commodore Robert April, who was the first captain of the Enterprise. So here we are, just just like in Turnabout Intruder, we are dropping brand new lore mm -hmm. that is fresh <laughs> into this episode. And I love it. I'm like, okay, yes. here we go. We're canonizing some crazy bullshit. Yes. Uh, right at the 11th hour. <laughs> yes, yes. Surgeon General and Robert April. <laughs> hey, it kind of rhyme. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Robert April is the first captain of the Enterprise. Also, his lovely wife, Sarah April, is there. She was the first doctor on a ship that traveled warp, like traveled yeah, warp, warp one. Cool, yeah. The, yeah. So like, whoa. And so she had to like invent a bunch of medical tools that McCoy uses today. Anyway, yeah. this is also, I'm just, I'm just going to, we're going to dig into the first scene and then we can just unveil sure. the rest of the plot later. I'm just, I, these yeah. facts are too important for me to unpack right away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the reason that this giant party is being thrown is because Robert April has reached age 75 <laughs> and he is <laughs> just so crazy. Starf Starfleet is, is 
sorry. I can't, I can't even say it. Okay. Okay. It is mandatory. Starfleet is making him retire because 75 is too old. Um, I, I'm just like so shocked by this because obviously that doesn't happen. And also humans live longer than they did in our time. And the, the idea that it's mandatory, like they are knocking, like he shows up at work, security comes and they escort him. And they're like, you cannot serve your Federation. <laughs> like that's a little harsh. The other thing that, I'm, that has me quaking about all of this is that uh, there are currently lawmakers trying to raise the retirement age. Some say to like 75. So is this just Star Trek being predicted again? Like, is Star Trek, is is Roddenberry just, like, rolling in his grave being like, I fucking knew it. Y'all didn't listen to Robert Abram. <laughs> but okay. Robert wanted to work. Here's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Here's the other thing. I'm just going to go to a really quick rant. Because no, please. during the middle of the episode when he's de-aging, he says, if we stay here long enough, it may not have reached the retirement age. So this this man still wants to work. And it's almost like, when you're doing what you love without the pressure of having to do it to stay fucking alive and stay afloat, then it you might actually want to work longer without that capital pressure. Without capitalist pressure, people actually want to like do what they love and do what fulfills them for longer, even if they're older. And so it's almost like instead of waiting to, to, to have fun on your retirement, your whole life is fun because there's no money to fucking pressure you to work to stay alive like wow this is just star trek being like look in an anti-capitalist like in a post-scarcity world you can literally have people who like actually want to stay in their field longer and i know like there's obviously pros and cons to this like yes absolutely there should be term limits on like political people and stuff so i don't know about how it goes for like ambassadors and stuff but like definitely but you're right these people are a lot older now like he, mccoy was so old literally they, canonically mccoy dies at age 140. yeah like and that so man was not new... taking care of his body like, <laughs> we know he wasn't he was having mint juleps every day like. yeah like i think if you take care of yourself you could probably live longer than that so yeah. <laughs> No shade. I mean, I will go out the same way. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And so I, that's my rant about like, it's just so crazy to think about because it, it's something that was painted so early on, you know, in Star Trek of this post-scarcity world of a world that people feel fulfilled without feeling the pressure of losing their jobs, becoming homeless. And then it's now going to be illegal to be homeless. So then you get jailed for it. Like, bro, this is not a system that's working. You know, obviously, and Star Trek is like showing other options, and I, I just appreciate that because it's interesting to see someone at 75 being like, this fulfills me so much that I want to keep doing it, you know, and we have seen that in our life, but it's always motivated also by other things, so. In our life. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. I. It's so funny. It's so funny to me because I definitely see your perspective. But I actually got something else out of his desire to keep working because I'm thinking about, again, this coming out in like 74. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you view this from an evil perspective, it could be propaganda into making totally. people work. Work longer. <laughs> work longer. Yes. And they're like, no, the retirement age is 80. Like, let's yes. go. Yeah. That's 
so true. That's why I was scared. It's like prof a little bit prophetic, you know, that like, <laughs> what if the retirement age does get raised? And yeah. it's just like, yep, that's normalized in Star Trek timeline. Literally at the end, he's like, now I can keep working. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's Joe. No, it's yeah. fucked up. I think honestly, the end is what makes me feel like, okay, but this he's feeding into a capitalist narrative at the end of this episode but i feel like at the beginning he's trying to show that it's no, you, because yeah. he's so in love with what he does i agree with no that pressure, but i agree i can see it from both angles and i think that that can be a little bit icky to feel like oh my god the star trek just like trying to i mean literally right now there's trying to also be a bill passed that the COVID five day restriction is going to be completely lifted oh so i know have to go right back to work this could just be star trek the writers having to push a bit of a narrative. Okay, I I really don't <laughs> think they were trying to push a narrative. Think were, I think they were too high to <laughs> yeah. be doing anything else. Yes. They were like, what if they age backwards, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then they're yeah. like, no, no, but hold on. Retirement age, 75. This bitch does not want to stop <laughs> yeah. working. Yeah. <laughs> Let's work with that. Like, I could see it. You know, I love, I love the idea of sitting it on the writer's room of a TAS, like, episode. Is there a writer's room? Is it one writer doing coke? <laughs> I, I like, I'm just saying who's credited. Oh, yeah. So that was also weird is whoever wrote yeah. this episode published it his name under a pen name. His name is Fred Bronson and he didn't think it would look good to get a screen credit. <laughs> he did not want to be known for this episode. <laughs> That's actually like sort of sad that he was too embarrassed. But he did get, oh my god, he wrote Menage Troy and the game. Oh, oh no. no. And he got credited for those episodes. Whoa. That's crazy. This might be okay, his best this... episode. <laughs> Menage Troy has its moments. <laughs> the game doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of that. I've seen it once in my life. Um, wow, okay. Ashlyn, I'm learning so many things on this pod in this, like, the five minutes that we've discussed so far. Yeah. Wow. April is so cool that he was literally at the San Francisco Navy Yards when the Enterprise was built. Like, just, that is also just really sick. And he said, quote, the bridge is more like home than anywhere else. Like, ah, oh, that is, that is just cool to see, like, an Enterprise legacy, you know, captain on the bridge with another legacy captain, you know. This like, I, I love this canonized. This event. is special. This is a special moment. Yeah, I I felt the same way. And it's genius to make him the first captain of the Enterprise because mm -hmm. we all love the Enterprise. And I do have to say, like, it's amazing to see Robert April as a real character in Strange New Worlds. And yes. I think they are utilizing him so well. Agreed. I love the casting choice. I think mm -hmm. the color of his skin should not matter, which yep. was ridiculous because there was outrage when oh, there's always strange new world if you aired look at any like if you look up pretty much anything of like they changed the race of somebody um i can name like 15 in my head right now of people having an outrage oh you yeah know? it's just people can't handle it i just thought like trekkies were better no actually that, you know I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> there's such a range of people you know and the As outrage in everything yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think there's a overall, spectrum. The Trek fandom is very wholesome and has really great corners and, and like core. I think it has a really great core. But I think that there are a lot of people who watch Trek one way and then don't want to see it any other way. That's all I'll yeah. say about that. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, well said. I just, I just love April. I wish we had a little bit more about him because it feels like he's kind of just obviously there to to run the ship at the end, you know, because I think honestly, we get more about Sarah 
her like weird little flower. <laughs> okay. April. The flower. Um... I don't like that like imagery. I don't like <laughs> yes. that metaphor. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The thing is, they could have chosen another flower, and A this plant one. Or... Yeah, like or just something else that represents like <laughs> the swiftness of death. Yeah. Um, the cactus has grown back to life. Like it that just... would be good. The flower, the way it looked, seemed too sexual for me. And yes. like when Kirk goes at the end, yeah, your flower has blossomed. Just like oh. yeah, and of course, bros watching the flower, like yeah, yeah, that was rough. So I wish the flower was not here. Um, but yeah. I love Sarah, and I also love that <laughs> the way she's introduced is they're like having the plot <laughs> is going, and then McCoy and her come on the bridge, and McCoy has. <laughs> like the most <laughs> throwaway Not line i think it's his only line i feel like <laughs> um, where he's just like this is sarah she invented so many of my tools and it, like this man like marched onto the bridge to tell kirk <laughs> about how cool this lady was <laughs> not only does he say that then he goes on to say the most sexist line he goes yes. luckily she is as intelligent as she is beautiful just like the flower she carries yeah like <laughs> oh I, I and then oh. sarah i'm sorry to interrupt proceeds to say oh doctor flattery will get you everywhere are you flirting with him in front of your husband? bridge oh, yeah <laughs> everything about this blew my mind like truly phenomenal terrible all the above like <laughs> yeah i was done so if you are a patron you have heard us talk at length about the animated yes. series because we went through and we talked about every single episode and you will hear me say there that mccoy in the animated series is not real mccoy like yes. as canon as i believe this show to be there are some things you just have to <laughs> like yeah. just understand that they were crazy and mccoy is is so racist towards mm -hmm. spock yeah. in the animated series and sexist and he's just not yeah. at his best so like yeah. i don't know he was off his meds in like the last two years of the <laughs> <laughs> five-year mission but he he was not having a good time <laughs> yeah i think ashlyn you said it best in one of our episode reviews where you said like they really over exaggerated mccoy's bigotry and his close-mindedness to a point where that became his only character trait instead of it being like oh yeah mccoy has all this banter with spock throughout tos because they're learning and growing together and i still believe that mccoy is is um using microaggressions towards Spock, but that's another story for another yeah, day. Yeah. But like, I do think that was really beautiful how you said it, because it's so true that I think the writers really take one character trait of every single one of these people like Shatner is now just or Kirk is now in the animated series, just like Kirk, he doesn't really do anything else. And say with Spock, <laughs> he's just Vulcan logic. He will help you in a pinch. You know? like, yeah, but they all get very two dimensional. And it, which is it, funny, because they're animated. <laughs> It makes sense because you're taking a show that was 50 minutes and yeah. reducing it to being 24. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, a good, that's 30 minutes you're taking out of the episode. And so they don't have time for these characters to be, to have any depth. It's Except like, okay. The women. Yes, the women, the women, because the women had nothing before. And yes. so, yeah, <laughs> no one's watching this show, so they can kind of do whatever they wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about this in feminism, like it's very progressive for Uhura and Chapel. And I have to say this was the best part of the TIS finale is that Uhura was here because she was such a gap 
a missing hole, yeah. you know, a gaping hole in Turnabout Intruder. And I just feel like it's so special to have her here, to hear Nichelle, to see little baby Ahura. Like everything about this episode and her being in it is really cool. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Chapel's in it, but we still got a really good amount of time with every character, I feel like, including Scotty and Spock and Kirk, of course. McCoy gets his little line about his flower, but... I thought that um, that it was great to have a little bit of everyone featured and kind of like Turnabout Intruder. This is kind of a crew oriented episode. Yeah, it is crew oriented. And the fact that this ends with episode six, like this, this tells you how cut off this was during the season, or maybe they only had to contract a certain amount of episodes, but I really don't think it was written to be the end. And we just got lucky that we have another crew wide incident to talk about. (laughs) I also want to shout out Nichelle Nichols because she does the voice of Sarah April as well. I was wondering. Um, Pretty much all of the female voices you hear on this episode, like even the lady who's from the other dimension, which we'll get to in a moment, she is voiced also by Nichelle Nichols. So they said her at times three. Let's go. That's incredible. I don't, yeah, I thought Majel was going to be one of them, but. She was not present. Yeah. Yeah. She was off with Rod Mary on a date. He was cash. He was cashing <laughs> that check for the animated series. <laughs> the very small check. Yeah, the last check he got. Yeah. <laughs> he said, Let's get out. Let's go out tonight. <laughs> yeah, Ashlyn, let's talk about the ship now. This lovely oh, let's go. ship. So this is a non-natural object that is moving at warp 36. This is what Spock and Sulu tell us. The ship was on a collision course with the Enterprise, so they just moved out of the way and then it it just kept going because it was actually on a collision course to this Nova, which is called the Beta Niobe Nova. And everyone knows that one. Yeah, they hail her. They're like, bro, you're going to die. Like you're diving into this Nova. And honestly, I get the, the, the franticness because this has happened like three times in Operation Annihilate. You know, that guy like yeets himself into the sun to get rid of the madness of the creature. So like, I get them being cautious of being like, oh my gosh, like she's going to go, she's going to get herself killed. But they don't believe her. Like even when they translate her language back and everything, she's like, you are literally endangering my life. Like let go of this tractor beam. They don't listen to her. And I just get frustrated as hell because this is like common in the episode is they're not listening to Sarah. They're not listening to Carla five. So... <laughs> I just wish Carla Five is legit, <laughs> by the way. I, love I fell in love with Carla Five in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is like, she's a ride or die. So, but they almost die because of because of their like just arrogance and you know, savior complex a little bit. That was interesting. And I love the backwards language. I love the fact that they were just like she was speaking in reverse. Yes, I love that. Also, I think Ahura, if she was written accurately, would have known right away oh, that yeah. that was backward English. Sounds like still English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, um, that's standard. It's just yeah. backwards. <laughs> yes, I, I felt the same way. I was just thinking, why don't they listen to Carla Five? She knows what's going on. But because <laughs> this is the other thing. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Um, they are trying to help. They activate the tractor beam and they are being pulled along by Carla 5 ship. And uh, the Enterprise hits warp 11. So that means they passed the threshold. Yeah, so, and they didn't turn into lizards. No, they did not. Well, that we know of. <laughs> this, I mean, the, the archives of the rest of the five-year mission are gone. So true. they could have had a lizard journey. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, so later the ship goes to warp 20. 
or 22 and i i believe it caps out at 23 and it keeps like showing scotty and he's like got that like, like scotty is freaking out in this episode why was it not engineering like he's absolutely losing it so their plan to escape is that kirk's like well once Carla 5 ship is destroyed, we can change direction because that means the tractor mm -hmm. beam will not be activated anymore. Because the Enterprise, the controls started freezing yeah. up because they were going too fast. What I love <laughs> is that Kirk did not listen to Sulu. Yes. Like, Sulu's like trying to slow down yeah. the ship. He's like, Captain, it's not working. Yeah. And Kirk literally comes to his panel and he's like pressing the buttons. I know, and he's like, like, Yeah. And Spock is counting down to their destruction. Mm -hmm. He's like, 10, 9. And Kirk's like, Just stop. Like, we're so about to die. It's it. useless. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he says exactly. I think he's like, they think that's enough of this response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no hope. Like <laughs> one of my very favorite things about the TAS and just anything in general is like the lack of like actual animating or acting of, <laughs> of genuine concern. You know, like, this is the thing that always cracks me up is they're about to die. Right. And the most that we can get out of them is like, that's enough, Mr. Spock. You know, like, I think it it just cracks me up. So I just, I adore that in a way because it makes everything so unserious, you know? And also we know that they're not going to die in this moment. Um, instead, they just get like spun around. <laughs> it, it was very reminiscent of like the shaky cam in TOS, but they basically like enter this nebula, they spin and survive and then enter this reverse universe Ooh. Um, where every control is working in reverse, everything, including time, your knowledge, all this stuff. Spock says even our brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Which they can translate now. I feel like how something would happen to us <laughs> if our if our brains are in <laughs> working backwards. backwards. I don't know. It's just so doesn't like our seem... blood would like pump down and we'd <laughs> yeah. die instantly. Yeah. Like is why isn't gravity reversed too then? Mm. Although does well, that it's artificial is that po is that possible okay I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we shouldn't think too hard <laughs> this is always what we do is we try to be rational about tas logic and there's just there's you, no it's logic, impossible so. yeah yeah but yeah. spock actually says that this is most logical when he sees that the order of age is like different that the son is the yes. elder to the mother kind of thing this is the benjamin button universe everybody is aging in reverse mm -hmm. <laughs> So they age backwards, they're in this vortex, the stars have now become black, and the universe is white, so like truly inverse, inverse reverse, whatever. Um, and also, another time of belittling women in this episode, what is it with these families <laughs> belittling women? Literally, what is happening right two now? Two, so far. Two, yeah. Two. Um, so now it's Sarah, April, who said, um, Captain, my flower, and then... And then Robert goes, I'm sure Captain Kirk has other problems besides your flower, dear. Like, first of all, the deer, so condescending. They'll like pat on the shoulder. She's like, a scientist. She was the first medical officer in a warp typical ship. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, well, I, I, yeah, I was laughing at that line because of course Kirk is interested in her flower. Like, are <laughs> oh, you, are, are you kidding me? Do you think Kirk is thinking about anything other I'm than her flower, flower right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. all of that was just really complicated. <laughs> her flower has bloomed again and it's growing younger. That's what she wanted to tell Kirk. And we also find out that this parallel universe 
is literally an explorer named Carla Five, <laughs> legit homie, went into space and is also an explorer. She found a passage through the universe because two stars were going nova at the same place in both universes. Love when this happens. This is very Mary Universe of them. I, I just yeah. gotta say, I adore this. This yes, is Technobabble that I think is so cool and the way they visually display it. Also, to make it real clear to everybody what's happening. I it's love wonderful. that though, like later on with the map where they coordinate and try to find out which stars are going Nova at the same time, but the stars are reversed, you know, in this. And so they start dead, you know, and then explode and then live out their lives and shrink to their um, infancy. Um, so I just, yeah, I just really want to applaud the writers, however high they were, you know, their high brains were working this week because I feel like this is such an intriguing plot that has never been covered in Star Trek. And that is hard to say, especially now. <laughs> Easier back then when there was TOS and internet. That's it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's easy. You can do a lot of stuff that hadn't been done. They still hadn't had sex with a ghost or or any of that yet. But I feel like this still hasn't been done in this particular way again. And I feel like that is really cool and unique about it. And it always makes me remember, you know, I was telling Ashlyn, like, oh, we're watching the counterclock incident. Oh, yeah, it's the one with the babies, of course. Like, (laughs) naturally, you know, so even though the babies are a very small part of this episode, I still feel like it's interesting, the whole premise of aging backwards, not just from like a Benjamin Button, ooh, someone did this again, you know, Star Trek did it first, but like, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by their minds. Like, it's cool to see. Yeah, also, my question about this is, I feel like the baby thing was kind of rushed in. Yes, because I mean, not only does it take place, like Rihanna said, in like the last five minutes of the episode. Mm -hmm. So but I feel like the I uh, maybe I shouldn't bring it up. I was gonna say I feel like the logic doesn't really make sense. Because it doesn't. How do they age backwards so quickly? When it was so slow for the entire time they were on her world talking to the scientists. Well, so so right when they get to the alternate universe spock says we have about 18 minutes until our youngest crew member is a baby actually kirk asks kirk literally asked that question he's like how long until our youngest crew member is a baby and he says 18 minutes captain (laughs) so so my question i guess which we will never get an answer to is does time also work in reverse so like how we as humans have really long lifespans of like what we perceive to be years do they have like day long lifespans and carla five is like the millionth generation in this universe you know i don't know but it's just so little answers they they de-age so fast it is crazy to me it was very rushed i think it would have been really funny if while they're having this conversation at carla five's lab Kirk could have started becoming a teenager and coming a little younger. I feel like obviously this is one part to the animation because we know that TAS will recycle footage, use stuff from other episodes, use things, a scene you've just seen again, they'll use that again. So we know that the, the editing caliber isn't a par. Literally use one age per shot. It, yes. it wasn't like there's multiple scenes of no. them being no a certain age. No, either, it's just like, know, do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is so whiplashy to me. And yeah, like, again, trying to logic out the animated series is tough, but I do want to do one more thing is when they are flying at warp 36 to that Nova, it's not how would it take them like the, the minutes that it took them to fly to that nova if you're at warp 36 like that is so fucking fast that you would reach that nova in like a, a second if you can have it in visual range scientifically speaking they would have surpassed it by like three years <laughs> like <laughs> at warp
warp 36 that's astronomical none of us can even like quantify warp 36 like <laughs> no <laughs> yeah also they didn't animate the tractor beam which i thought was fucking hilarious no I not at all cursing so much <laughs> um, but it was really funny i was like Nope, they didn't even do some white lines on there. Like, not not a one. <laughs> no. Rian, I was going to say, we do curse when we're on the Patreon, and we talk so much about animated series. I, know, I bet it's you're. Like yeah, I was you're feeling right. the same way. Yeah. yeah. So, we did we mention that Carla 5 donated her ship to be willingly destroyed Why for did? the Enterprise to get home? And mm -hmm. I, I, I just have to shout out Carla 5 as like an unseen hero and yeah. feminist of our time because she just without anything in return like the enterprise got themselves in this situation because of themselves like if they had not interfered yep. they would not even be in the situation but carla five out of the goodness of her heart says well let's try to replicate how we can get you back and that's when they show the map of the alternate universe and the prime universe on top of each other and they locate what are the stars that are going nova in each universe there's no matchup which is kind of makes sense it seems like it'd be pretty rare to find two stars that are going supernova in both universes so they decide to as kirk says which scared me play midwife to a dying star oh, yeah. and deliver it into the world so they forced a nova in this universe to match up with a with one in the prime universe and that's, that's how i have catastrophic consequences i know i know like this, that's fine i guess this, whatever this is <laughs> changing the nature <laughs> I, and they don't even attempt to explain the science, by the way, which cracks no. me up <laughs> about how they would how force are you this. Gonna initiate this? Um, I mean, they need an explosion, yeah. but anyway, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so many questions. You know, I just thought about the aging more and how it gets more rapid. I'm wondering if it's rapidly so if it's so rapid because they're on the ship traveling so quickly back. You know, that maybe like the the accelerated rate of travel through the Nova is like accelerating their aging because it seems like on this planet they're not aging quickly at all the others the people who are like born in this reverse planet it doesn't seem like they have five days to live you know and that baby wasn't like then a fetus like two <laughs> seconds later you know like we would have probably seen so which terrifying thought <laughs> sorry i put an image in everyone's mind um they're terribly sorry so i feel like that is another thing that maybe i'm trying to logic out in my brain because it makes sense that it could be a little bit of a slower process on the planet, but then when you're traveling at these like astronomical warp 36 speeds, <laughs> maybe I'm, it like rapidly. I'm saying it. yes. I yeah. <laughs> I like I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ashlyn, let's just name off for these people as they start to turn into children because we find out that Sulu is the first to kind of lose his mind. So he's the youngest memory. on the bridge, yeah, which no checkoff. Yeah. Yeah, I know checkoff would have probably been the youngest. But he would have been the first. To, yeah. To be the baby. Yeah. So Ahura is also too small as well, really quickly, where she's like, "What is that? What are these controls?" I just. First of all, adore that they're all doing more childish voices except for Leonard Nimoy. There is something so <laughs> dystopianly disturbing about Leonard Nimoy's deep voice coming out of a tiny baby. He's a literal, like, probably four or five-year-old, and he goes, um, yes, sir. <laughs> like, I am not fucking with you. It is the funniest thing to me. Like, <laughs> this whole scene, this five minutes, is the most chaotic minutes of Trek, like, I've seen in so long because it's just... Oh, her a baby. 
Sulu baby. You know, A-Rex stays around for a while, too, I want to say. He must be, like, old in his, you know. A-Rex is a long-aging species, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's very cute, though, as a tiny A-Rex. Um, and I do want to say, I think, adhering to some Trek canon, who knows, we, I wish we had gotten an answer from Kirk of what age he was when he took command and stuff. I they was so wishing. I'm pretty answering. sure he was 35, though. But he looked like 15 when he still remembered everything. So I was like, what is happening? Like, obviously, the animators did not do well making him look young because he looked tiny and he was still like, yes, let's keep going or whatever. Like, still okay. Yeah. So everyone looked terrible. We can agree as they were oh, de-aging. Yeah, but you know where all their animation money went to yeah. was the person who drew Robert April and Sarah April. Yes, The right. Aprils looked fine. Fantastic. They looked Ashland's so... Like <laughs> like my bi my bisexual energy was like popping yeah. off i was like okay I mean, let's invite April the was, aprils over yeah sarah was flirting so maybe you could get mccoy sarah robert and you in a room because i feel like, like you all would have a blast i kind of wish i had not said that on this podcast <laughs> because i i don't <laughs> i just <laughs> Ashley you know, smash the aprils. I've said it I, here, it's so. hard to admit when you look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror and you're like, you know, I could go for the aprils. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's did, ever I said agree. that. I mm -hmm. agree that the animation was really good. I liked how we could kind of see them de-aging a little bit during all of this. I thought I saw a little bit less like wrinkles in Sarah's face and stuff. Maybe I was hallucinating. <laughs> you were imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I think that that was really cute. And then um, kind of annoying that then, of course, I mean, it makes sense for, like, plot, but how April's like, Sarah, take care of the children. I'm like, yes, Sarah, go into your maternal role. <laughs> like, oh, yet again. But then it was really cool because Robert takes command because Spock was going to take command as, like, a 12-year-old. <laughs> He's like, listen, like, you're going to be no. about to be a baby. Like, you'll be taking command for a few minutes. So he takes command. I just think this is so epic because... He's kind of getting to live this this one more moment of of like young captain glory when you're in the middle of this like epic will we die will we survive life depends on us but we're like getting through this mission like all of that stuff that we've seen in star trek episodes throughout um he's getting to experience that moment again when he was sort of traveling to Babel for his last you know for his goodbye last to Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> his forced forced exit yeah i also we glossed over this, but when the Enterprise was hurtling towards the Nova, there was that second where everyone thought they were going to die. And mm -hmm. both of the Aprils said, well, we're still Starfleet officers. And we we knew that this was always a possibility when we joined. And they were so calm about being, about like almost dying. Yeah. So I, I really, I, again, wow, I'm really like blushing thinking about them. Like they were really <laughs> content. Like they've yeah. truly lived a long and like useful life. Gosh, I... Do, how do you feel about their choice, like, in the end to not, you know, keep their young bodies and stay their same aged selves in the, like, get their yeah. selves back in the transporter? Yeah, so what, because what they, um, everyone else, like, their transporter signature is saved, so they could just, like, get everybody back to the normal age, which I love this as a solution, because I feel like that's a very TNG solution, so Agreed. this is cutting-edge TOS, yes. yeah. Robert and Sarah could do that and get their pattern back or they could just stay young and i thought i was shocked that they yeah. went to be old again mm -hmm. i would for sure go back for and live in my younger body because then you only have an extended lifespan like mm -hmm. 
the way that Robert was talking yeah. about it was like, if I could relive my life and go back again, I wouldn't change a single thing and or our relationship, Sarah. And it's like romantic. But the thing is, it's not like they traveled back in time, you know, right. like yeah. they just have, yeah. especially it's like you and your partner yeah. are both young again together. That is special. Like yeah. that's really fun. So you can grow together again. I don't know. Yeah. I would, I would totally do it. And I, and then you're like this legendary, not only are you con legendary Commodore Robert April, but you're de-aged legendary <laughs> Commodore April. Like that is cool. That's a combo, <laughs> literally. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, but to me, this felt so Star Trek and this felt yeah. like it was, it was doing more than just sort of taking that blissful, easy way out. You know, I think that this is what makes it so cool is that it's also really valuing what being at an elder age can do for you and what it can do for your partner how it can help you grow in different ways you know obviously i'm 25 i'm not what would be considered an elder but like i think it is really uh, like actually kind of a shout out to like pro-aging you know i think that so much of our culture is anti-aging and is like desperate for immortality that's what half of the movies are about that i think that it's really cool that then we have a moment to celebrate aging and to celebrate growing old together and having this whole life and and feeling like it's not necessary to do it again i mean obviously i would have i would have taken it in it's instant like to be young again i think most of us would have but i think there's something very humble and something very courageous about choosing no i'm going to live out the rest of my life as I was, not change a thing with my wife. I just think that's really fucking cool. Like as as hard as a choice that would be, you know, Sarah, who gets the last word of this episode, says that it sort of gave them all a second life. And I think so, sort of a second mentality is what she's referring to, you know, but I think that that is what's more important to them in the end is this like, this sort of mental, it was the, the, the journey they made along the way, you know, the, their journey to Babel that really, helps solidify you know okay we we can live a different type of life now that we're this age maybe who knows maybe sarah was secretly very excited to be done and to be retired and to go travel for funsies and not do federation stuff maybe she wasn't who knows but it seemed like robert was so intent on staying in the federation which he gets to which he fucking gets to yeah um, so let's this, talk about that actually. yeah this yeah. man so after they tell everybody at starfleet command what happened and why they were running late mm -hmm. and why all of them were babies um <laughs> <laughs> which we did get a mccoy baby and i'm pissed because he probably started, would have still been a, like you know a little bit grouchy. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's team. true. Yeah, we didn't get um, any McCoy de aging. Sorry, I was pissed about that. McCoy <laughs> erasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> baby erasure. Uh, yeah. So once Starfleet he hears about everything that happened, they say that they will reconsider Robert's appeal on the decision that he has to mandatorily <laughs> retire, retire at 75. So this man got all hyped over the appeal mm -hmm. um, being accepted. But, yeah, and then he's gonna stay Federation ambassador at large. So <laughs> good for Good him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love what you said about the Aprils. Like, I think it just shows how stable they are and how content with life that they are that they would choose to just return they're yeah, like you know what's the best way my life could go the same way it's fucking going you know that is yes that is life goals right there yeah exactly exactly and a different perspective that i think we can all sit with a little bit and be like 
maybe maybe I would take two seconds to reconsider or to think about it at least, you know, instead of jumping right into, oh yeah, I can be young again? Hell yeah, you know? <laughs> but I understand there's pros and cons to both. It's just so interesting. Um, yes. And it's such a good episode. I, I think what I appreciate about this episode is it's thought-provoking. It gives me a little bit more juiciness and a little bit more under the surface than maybe some TAS episodes gave. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think this is a great time to transition for me to ask you, was this an effective finale? Yes, the question, the all-important question. I feel like this, I know it's like a non-answer answer, but I feel like this was a partially <laughs> effective finale um, in the sense that it was, it had moments that felt very cohesive, felt very well written, and like it was wrapping up some things, you know, with kind of the idea of being born again, almost, of being able to have a second chance at life, having a second birth, almost, I think is an interesting idea to go out. There's a lot of metaphors, you know, with like, kind of, of course, the flower and virginal stuff was also in there as well. Me being an English major is just like picking this apart, but I think all of that is really cool to think about, and it is something that finale should be thought-provoking and should be making you think about the series as an entirety. And I think that this succeeded in that way. Um, It did not in the way that like it wasn't an actual finale wrap-up. You know, we didn't have a celebration of characters or we just had sort of a random episode of the week plot, just like with Turnabout Intruder. And so I think that's where it wasn't an effective finale. So Ashlyn, how about you? I'm glad you went first. like you covered everything i uh i I, my it's funny because my intention when i wrote this question implied the idea that effective finale meant that it was a wrap-up like it was Mm -hmm. a a final episode that honored the characters and so this is forcing me to change my definition of what an effective finale is and i hot take hot take i think this is a better episode than turnabout intruder oh yeah agreed the thing that is so great about turnabout intruder is it truly is a full crew episode Mm -hmm. and in this one also both episodes are focused on people other than the crew but (laughs) this one is lacking that mccoy scotty like the crew does not interact with each other so there's no care there's no like character building content really in the episode but in terms of how high the stakes are it really felt like a finale to me they're stuck in another universe that's awesome they are like rihanna's saying they're they're still pushing boundaries on talking about things that we don't like to talk about like aging Mm -hmm. and we get to hear william shatner's voice go really high and and we Change hear <laughs> yeah he's like oh what where where do i go so for me i'm gonna say yes this was an effective finale um oh, yes. i think for all episodes of tas this is a this is a damn good way for the show to go out yeah yes i never thought i would say that yeah <laughs> I, this is kind of shocking but in a beautiful way i think uh, looking at this through a finale lens is so cool. And thank you again, Ashlyn, for choosing this amazing series. Does this mean we're finally talking about all good things? <laughs> okay. Yes. At last. We are finally going to talk about all good things. My brain has been ready to... You're so ready. You were I was like carving out just carving out time to watch all good things this last week. And I was like, oh. 
I don't need to carve out any time. <laughs> Just 24 minutes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, I am, you can tell I'm hyped. It's going to be a lot to talk about all good things. Tissues. So yeah. yeah, don't miss this episode. Please come join us next week. But before we go, I have to extend a thank you to Ian Davies, Jordan Hirsch, Megan Chowning, MC Freudis, Spotted Giraffe, David Willett, Kurlan Noskos, Wolf Wit, Anna F., John B., Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle. I love reading the names of our beloved patrons. We yes, love you all. Thank, thank you. you so much for being our patrons of the pod. We hope you're enjoying our review of Lower Decks. And Ashlyn, ah, we did it. We talked about animated series, getting through these finales uh, one by one. And I am just so thrilled that you chose this series. This is incredible. Thank you. Also, join us on Strange New Pods Discord. We are watching episodes of Discovery from starting from season one. Uh, we are hosting a rewatch of season two and four. Two so and four. hop on, go search Strange New Pod. Go look. Our, you could even go to our own links, which are in all of our bios and our link tree. You can join the Discord. Go search up Strange New Pod. You'll find us there. Come rewatch. It's going to be super fun. Oh my god, it's gonna be a blast. We literally just like, it's just like live tweeting almost, but like in yeah. the Discord chat with all of your favorite Trek people. And there's, so. a, there's a good, good group, good oh hang god, we incredible. got going. Yeah, yeah, the vibes are immaculate. So please come join on Discord. And thank you so much, Ashlyn, for talking with us this week. We will talk about TNG next week. Yes, cannot wait. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ended. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the third episode of our finale series where Rihanna and I will talk about all good things from Star Trek The Next Generation. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, are we even on Blue Sky? And Twitter to check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating one, six, twelve, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive rewards for each tier. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky, holodeck, engineering, and the Mirror Universe series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, marketing, and editing is done by Ashley Gelman and Rihanna Hurd. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, yeah, Jerry! One step to the right. Do they have, like, day-long lifespans? And is Carla 5, like, like the 5,000-hundredth episode, episode, what's going on with me? Uh, and Carla 5 is, like, the millionth generation in this universe, you know?